Proudly presenting Camp Pennsylvania, Pennsylvania's first and only DIY punk rock summer camp. September 1st through 3rd in Scranton, Pennsylvania. Come camp with us for three nights of non-stop punk rock all weekend long, with over 40 bands and tons of activities. Tickets on sale now at camppunksylvania.com. That's camp, P-U-N-K-S-Y-L-V-A-N-I-A.com. See you there! Welcome to Your Life the Mixtape presents Headliners. Each week, I am joined by the best and the brightest stars of music from all over the world to find out a little bit about what makes them tick. Swedish-American pop artist Davis, former reality star of MTV's The Challenge, is known for collaborations with DJs Going Deeper, Retrovision, John Dahlback, DJs from Mars, and radio support from top DJs Tiesto, Hardwell, Cedric, and Cedric Gervais. Uh, he recently released his sophomore album, Little Victory, launched his own cologne line in unison uh, with his song titled Cologne. He's been writing music for his third album, I'm told, and now he is here today. How are you, sir? I am super good. Thanks for having me on. Appreciate no it. No problem. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm very excited that you're here. Um, Full disclosure, uh, your season of The Real World was the last one that I watched. Really? Um, so, <laughs> um, so yes, big fan of your your work also. So this is, this is fantastic. Um, so tell me, what is the worst question that you've ever been asked in an interview? I can think of the worst interview I ever did. It it like started and it ended in like five minutes. And I was like, I'm not doing this interview. And it was because someone had brought me on their show and it was right around the time I'd released an album. So my publicist set it up and it was supposed to be focused on like the music. And I don't mind if an interview is focused on the reality show I did, but I was just expecting it to be on the album. But then all they wanted to do was like rehash real world questions and I was like hey I'm not here to talk about this like I thought we were talking about the album can we and they were oh yeah yeah, sure and I was like waiting and they had no album questions for me and I was like okay sorry (laughs) so (laughs) I was like but I know what this is about so I'm not expecting that to be like today but I just remembered back then and I was younger then and I was like I just put out my very first album so I was like really excited to just talk about the music you know so but that was the first interview I've ever done (laughs) Um, if you could collaborate with any musician, living or dead, who would it be? Oh, uh, that's a hard one. I mean, I've got a few, but I would think like Mark Ronson or Britney Spears would be in the top male or female places. Nice. Yeah. Nice. I like that. Um, describe your latest project using only one word. Um, 
Europop. Okay. I mean, I've been writing it in Sweden, so it's it's got that very happy pop Euro- European sound to it. So I love that. I, I I feel like as as a collective, the world is is ready for for more of 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 the Europop that that we <laughs> used to get back in the day. Yeah. Uh, who is an artist that you would drop everything to go on tour with if they asked you right now? Mm, probably Dua Lipa. Excellent. Yeah, I like her music a lot and her live show. She does put on a damn good show. Yeah. If if you could change one thing about the music industry, what would it be? I kind of hate how political it has gotten. Um, and I feel like unless you're like a heavy like leftist, most people's voices have to be kind of quiet, you know? And so I really feel like I don't sit super left anymore. I was when I was younger. And now I feel like I'm kind of more, I see things from lots of different perspectives, but it feels like the music industry is just like heavy left. And I wish it wasn't so anymore. Okay, that's fair. I like that. Yeah. I what is what's a venue that you'd give anything to play? Um that's a good question. I think Red Rocks has been in like my to-do list because the real world was filmed in Denver and I just like the way that venue looks. But then Madison Square Garden, because I used to live in New York City, would be such a nice accomplishment. So um, I was in I was in Denver a couple of years ago, and uh, I f- I forget who who it was I saw. Um, a, a friend of mine brought ticket bought tickets, but the 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 vibe at Red Rock is is different from anything else that I've felt at like a concert venue. Mm, yeah. So yeah, you understand. Yes. <laughs> yes. I. What is your worst habit? during the songwriting process i mean i feel like sometimes i'm guilty of sort of writing the same thing in multiple songs so i love to write with other people just to break me out of that habit um i also have like a tendency of second guessing myself and kind of not maybe being super confident in what i'm writing so the like kind of putting something out into the room with a little bit of hesitancy or a little bit of doubt behind it and then waiting for the other person in the room to be like, yeah, that's good. I'm like, okay, cool. So, you know, I wish I could just come out with like, you know, I was thinking yesterday, I wrote a song with this girl a few years ago called Trainwreck and I didn't end up liking it and I never released it and I, and I probably never will. And I wished in that songwriting session, I had just been more direct before we spent hours writing the song and I just told her like I like the idea but this isn't for me as an artist and I don't like the lyrics the way they're written like we should change them so even being almost more like uh you know you know when you know when you don't want to hurt someone's feelings it's yeah. like being, being more like that in the songwriting process is also something I need to be better at because I didn't want to hurt her feelings and then ended up writing a song that probably I'll never use and I don't know if anyone will so that too I like that. That's, I feel like everybody should be more like that just in general. Yeah. What song do you wish that uh, you wrote? 
Mm, that's hard. I mean, there's so many that I like a lot. For some reason, Uptown Funk comes into my brain. Nice. <laughs> um, it's just so feel good and happy and quirky and weird at the same time. And I don't know, that's like the first one that popped into my head. So we'll go with it. Excellent. Um, describe your perfect day. I mean, I like sleeping in and then I love <laughs> exercising. So if I can get both of those in in a day, the day's already off to a great start. Um, like a day of eating good food, healthy food. I'm on like a diet right now that I'm really enjoying. And I love traveling. So, I mean, if I'm waking up somewhere far away from home, that's also a great part of the day. And nice. if there's an aspect of making music in the day, then it's like cherry on top for me. So, What's what's a song lyric, yours or someone else's, um, that's always stuck with you? Oh, my gosh. You know, I was reading that lyric, that, sorry, that question this morning, and I was thinking what I would tell you. And then that joke corn song that just went viral on TikTok <laughs> was going to be my joke answer for you. Um, but from like a real answer, like lyrics that have always stuck with me, that's hard. I mean... I feel like there's so many songs that are about certain things that I wish I wrote them myself. Um, I'm thinking of some of like, do you know the band Noted, N-O-T-D? I know the name. I'm not super familiar with their work. Yeah, they're a Swedish duo. They have some really nice songs. Um, I'm trying to think. Some of their music, like they have this one called Crying Dancing by a girl um, by named Nina Nesbitt. It's like a pretty song. and uh, But I mean, my I have a playlist on Spotify I have created just called The Best Pop Songs. And I feel like it's just filled with songs that I wish I wrote. Um, in fact, for helping this answer get answered, uh, I'm just going to open it up real quick and see if something pops into my head. Like, nice. uh, I, love the, I love the new song Dancing Feet by Kygo. That's a good song. Yeah, it's just like happy and fun. Um, there's this uh, artist named Griff from the UK. She's like an Asian, and she writes really cool lyrics. And her her songs are all like super songs. I wish I either had her producer or I recorded myself. So Sophie Tucker also they write super like weird, cool lyrics. If you're familiar with them, so some of their songs I think are super interesting and creative which i love um but yeah i'll just keep stop it there <laughs> yeah what's your favorite cuss word um gosh my mom hates when i cuss um but i i don't know i probably say damn or fuck the most <laughs> <laughs> those are those are all heavy favorites of yeah. uh, of the ones of these I've done, it's been it's been primarily damn and fuck. So, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. what is your favorite Beyonce song? Ooh, um, I think sometimes "Love on Top" comes into my mind a lot. I just like how she goes up into that higher range or key in the end. Um, but I yeah, we'll just go with "Love on Top." That's fantastic. 
um, the the only song I know of that has 97 key changes in it. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. What's something that people would be surprised that you own? A Himalayan cat. Oh, really? Have, yeah, I have a Himalayan cat. She's super cute. Nice. Mm-hmm. If if there was a musical Mount Rushmore, who would be on it? Okay, this one's pretty easy for me. I would put Michael Jackson and Prince left and right. I would put Britney Spears and maybe Lady Gaga up there. Okay. The female reps. I like that. Solid choices. Sure. Using only colors, describe your music. I mean, it's kind of, kind of rainbow, like Easter vibe, like you know, neons and pastels, purples and pinks, a lot of my, and even sort of oranges and yellows, I guess, that kind of color place. Nice. Um, you are the lead singer of like a like a super group. Mm-hmm. Who are the other members? You know, I'd love to do something like a boy band, um, and put in it people like I don't know, Justin Bieber, Shawn Mendes, those kind of you know male vocalists have. Big hit songs, but also add to it like I don't know some funk sounds to it. Put in like maybe a Janelle Monet or uh, Outcast, kind of like a you know Andre Three Thousand to sort of add like a boy band meets funk. Some of my songs have a lot of funk in them. I like that. I would I would buy the hell out of that album and would would definitely like follow that group around on tour. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um so you you have been given the keys to the kingdom so to speak uh and you're allowed to cover one song from any artist's catalog. What song do you pick? Maybe something by Michael Jackson. Um, and like Man in the Mirror or Black or White. Nice. Set, the Way You Make Me Feel, one of those. I like that. Those are those are good choices. I mean if if anybody in the industry is listening, uh can can you let Davis do that if <laughs> just for me? Hopefully I can do a good as job as Michael, but his music was like my childhood favorite. So. Oh, nice. Yeah. What's a song that you've written um, that that you feel like would be perfect for a film soundtrack? Well, actually, I wrote a song this summer in Stockholm called So Much Warmer Now. And I shared it with a friend and he's like, this sounds like it could go in a Pixar movie. And I shared it with someone else. And they're like, this sounds like a movie soundtrack song. So today I was contacting a woman in LA whose job is to place songs in movies. And I was like, here's one. Let me know if you can do something <laughs> with it. So it's called So Much Warmer Now. 
Nice. Um, is that going to be on uh, the third album or was it just kind it of? Will. A... It will oh, actually. Nice. And I shot a music video for it in uh, Miami about a week or two before, week or two ago. So. Oh, fantastic. Yeah. Pick a cliche question um, is where we're going with this next part. Um, mm -hmm. So pick one of these standard cliche music interview questions. Um, who are your influences? What got you started in music? Or uh, what is your creative process like? Mm, I guess I'll go like the what got you started in music question okay um my mom put me in a little kids choir when i was like five or four or something like that and i just always sang when i was home my mom has so many childhood videos of me singing little concerts you know in the house and then my uncle was a songwriter who had, had some success in the 90s with country and christian artists so I already saw the music industry as being something sort of attainable. And then in high school, I was still singing and I, I, I auditioned for an acapella group and I got casted in it and uh, did it for about one or two years. And some of the, the guys that were in it with me ended up getting record deal contracts and are still today recording artists, uh, but they did mostly Christian music. And so seeing them succeed kind of made me get some fire under myself to, because this was uh, at the same time when I went into the real world, they were starting to get a record uh, contract. So after the show finished and I, I met the director of the real world um, and I asked him, what should I do with this opportunity? And he said, I tell this to every cast member who asked me that question, do whatever it is you dreamed of doing before this opportunity. And so for me, it was, you know, to be a singer and to do music. So when the show ended, I just started to kind of chase after a way to get into music. And I worked at a record label for a little while and I became a music interview host, which I still do sometimes, interviewing artists. And then finally started getting some time in with, you know, music producers and writing songs on my own and moved to Nashville to take it more seriously and kind of what I consider go to college in Nashville, but not really uh, by just songwriting with anyone I could and wrote with so many people that I finally learned how to you know, how to do it on my own. So that's kind of the short nutshell. That's fantastic though. Yeah. That's a great story. I love that. Well, thank you. What is your strangest um, pre-show ritual? I mean, I do like to pray before a show. Sometimes I get super nervous. And so I wouldn't call it strange, but it is a customary thing that I do. So, yeah. Okay. I'll allow it. Mm -hmm. Do you consider yourself an artist or an entertainer? I would call myself more of an artist than an entertainer, although I would hope to entertain others, but... I hired a stage coach and she taught me that being on stage isn't for Davis Mallory. It's for the audience. And I think a lot of the time it was just for me that I was up on that stage, you know, um, I had to learn that I was there to entertain other people. <laughs> so uh, I'm still working on that part of my growth. 
but I do think of myself as just a natural creative. My mom is an art teacher and she always encouraged me to be artistic. If it was not singing, it was painting. So I think, yeah, I'm an artist at heart. Excellent. How many alarms uh, does it take to get you out of bed in the morning? At most ever two, but one's usually enough. And um, I often wake up before my alarm. Oh, wow. Yeah. What is the biggest misconception about musicians? Um, I mean, I feel like there's sort of an attitude that... And in Nashville specifically, everyone here seems to be a musician. Your taxi driver, your coffee barista, the bartender. And there's kind of an attitude that like, how do you make money in music? Because everybody I just described to you has got a second job, you know? And so there, I guess there's a misconception about how to, how to make money in music and how to do it and only do it and nothing else, you know? So I mean, for me, I've I've been able to live off of music and only music for a few years, but I'm a DJ. So a lot of the times I'm DJing like people's weddings <laughs> as well as corporate parties. And then the good stuff like a music festival or a concert is sort of in the middle of the the wheel of how I make my living. But I guess just like that, how do you make money? People kind of think musicians are broke, I guess. It might be one of them. Okay. I, what what moment in your career are you most proud of? Gosh, I mean, that's, I've had a few moments that I was really proud of. I, I released a song in 2020 for my mom for Mother's Day called Greatest Work of Art. And it was written about her and a conversation we'd had where she shared with me that when I was born, she put her career on hold to raise me. And before I was born, she was an award-winning graphic designer and had a career and then when I was born she said I became her greatest work of art and that really touched me and so that song and I made a music video of it with childhood footage and footage of her you know raising me and her teaching her art classes and her painting that would became one of my like proudest projects uh, to kind of give back to her so that is the sweetest thing I've ever heard my entire life (laughs) oh thanks since we're we're on the subject of of childhood and childhood memories um what's what's the first song that you remember hearing i feel like it was probably james taylor's uh sweet baby james and that's because my my name is james davis mallory so his music and james that song was like played pretty early on but i also had like a lot of little christian you know uh, kumbaya and he's got the whole world in his hands those kind of songs were also just as equally early memories nice if um if you could start your career over from the day that you decided to pursue music uh would you do anything differently yeah i mean i started kind of old like i started at 30 and so I always felt from certain people who are ageists in this industry that I started too old, you know? And so sometimes I wish I'd started younger, but I didn't have the right connections or even the support system 
to really become a recording artist as a child, the way maybe a Justin Bieber did, you know? I think my parents didn't really know how to make that happen or want that to happen for me. They were protective of me. They wanted to kind of protect me from fame, for example. Um, and so I think I kind of needed to start my career older so that I could do it and be a little wise and had learned some hard lessons and, and to protect myself. You know, I've never lived in Hollywood and some of it is a protecting of myself. <laughs> so, um, yeah. So, but maybe sometimes I do wish maybe having started younger, just because there's a lot of, you know, opportunities for younger artists in today's music industry that I didn't take part in. Okay. So. I, what, what keeps you up at night? I mean, sometimes it, it used to be like my to-do lists because they feel never ending. I always get kind of like, I'll see somebody on Instagram and say, oh, I should reach out to them someday and maybe see if we can do a song together. Or I'll hear a song and I'll think, oh, I'd love to make a song with that person. And then the list will grow of people I would like to work with. And then, uh, then I'm independent. I mean, I have songs signed to record labels, but I'm not signed. So I'm still doing a lot of my music promotion by myself so it feels like there's just like a never-ending list of things you can do to promote a song or a music video or a tour you know it just feels like I always feel like I have things left to do before bed sometimes I'll write them down in my phone and then try to start over the next day and get as much of them as I can done that's what keeps me out I try I guess you know I definitely feel that yeah would would you ever try your hand at acting full time? You know, it's weird. I found a childhood diary where I had said, I don't want to be a musician. I want to be an actor. And it was like I'd made a change in decision as a child. I think around that time, Leonardo DiCaprio was really famous. And I was often told I looked like him. So I felt like I wanted his life. And um, but I haven't pursued acting as seriously as I've pursued music and it and it hasn't come as naturally the same opportunities as music have come for me I've acted mostly in music videos and some small films like independent films but haven't done a lot of like major productions and and, and part of that is because I live in Nashville and there isn't a lot more than music videos and small films being filmed here right now Maybe if I lived in Hollywood or Atlanta or somewhere like New York, I'd probably have some opportunities to do other things. But if I did acting full time, it wouldn't be to abandon music. It may be just to be to chase something that I'll be honest with you. I wouldn't take every acting opportunity that was given to me if I didn't really fully want to be represented the way that character is represented on film. I've had some things given to me before that were attached to a big name, like big TV show, but I didn't like the the characters, like the way he was, you know, saying things or doing things just didn't felt like it wasn't the way I wanted the world to see me, you know? So I would, it would have to be the right role for me to really, you know, t take it, but I would like to act more. So, yeah. Awesome. That's that's very respectable. I like that. Yeah. Thanks. So tell me tell me about your latest project. Yeah, so I mean this this year I visited Egypt for uh a friend of mine's birthday 
and then when the trip ended, I was all the way over there, and I always like to go to Sweden as often as I can. My mom is Swedish, so I'm I'm half Swedish myself, and I booked a trip up to Sweden. And there's a music publisher there that I had been trying to get song set session set up with for a while, and I finally got my foot in the door, as they say. Uh, and the publisher's called 10 Music Group, and they are the label for Zara Larson, as well as other oh, nice. artists. Uh, one of them, his name is Benjamin Ingrosso. His, he's the cousin of one of the Swedish House Mafia members, Sebastian Ingrosso. Oh, okay. And uh, Benjamin is also signed to that label, and Benjamin's music is really great. So I've also, I was actually more excited to be there because of Benjamin than even Zara. And um, so I wrote with this guy for the first time and we wrote this song that I was really happy with and he he liked and he shared it with the owner of 10 and the owner of 10 was like, who is this guy? I, I like his work, you know, and encouraged us to continue working together. So we set up a second session and then the second session, the producer said, what do you want to write a song like today, Davis? And I said, I want to write a song like Benjamin and Grosso's you know, big hit, Dance You Off. And he goes, okay. So we started modeling a song that was similar, but different. And at the end of the day, when the song was pretty much done, Benjamin walked into the studio and I got really shy about it because I was like, I hope he doesn't feel like I <laughs> copied him too, too clearly. Um, but that was a really special moment for me too, because I, I just love his music. Um, and so, and, and then that week went so nice that when I had to go back to the U S we, we left saying, well, let's do another one. So I went back this summer and I went back and I wrote, I think four new ones at the same publisher. So now I've got six songs finished and I plan in October because I'm going to Amsterdam for Amsterdam dance event, go up to Sweden for one last week and finish out what will be an album with one producer and one publishing house and just have like a full uniform sound because the two albums I've put out before are a little hodgepodge in the sense that they're like the 10 best songs I had sitting around, but they all had different producers. So they all have a very different sound to them. But this, and even though these songs don't sound the same, it, I like that this is me working with one guy kind of to really put the whole project together. And I also feel uh, this is my best music I've ever made. And I'm not the only one saying that. It's like people that have heard it have, have said that too. So I'm just really happy with what we've created together. Um, so, yeah. Nice. Nice. And so what's what's next for you? Well, this year had an exciting moment in my career. I've had a lot of songs come out on record labels where I'm the featured singer for a DJ and the DJ got us signed to a label. But I've never in my career had a song come out where it's just me all by myself until this year when I released a song called Forever Young on a label called Suave, which is an Amsterdam based uh, dance music, dance pop label. And now in just a month, I have my second one coming out all by myself. It's coming out on a Warner label uh, called Night Vision, which is also based in Amsterdam, but they're a subsidy of Warner. And this song is called James Bond. I wrote it about trying to be like James Bond to make a relationship work. You're trying to do everything right, but it keeps failing. And I filmed a music video for it in Las Vegas that kind of give comparisons to temptation and vices and you just trying to be a good guy and uh warner asked for the song and they're releasing it on september 23rd so i'm excited for that to come out and we'll see how it does um 
And then this year for me was one of the most traveled years I've ever had. I started in Texas. I went to Hawaii three different times. I went to France, Greece, Egypt, Sweden, a bunch of places around the U.S. And it looks like in, before the year is over, I might be going back to Hawaii. I already told you I'm going to Amsterdam and Sweden. I'm about to go to Lake Tahoe and uh, Yosemite. It's just been a very traveled year for me. And I, I don't know that any other year of my life will ever be like this again. I know it won't, but this year was like just a great year for travel. So that's what I look forward to the year ending. And then maybe next year, I'll just stay in one place and kind of relax. <laughs> so, but yeah. That's awesome. Um, so tell uh, the folks listening at home and all over the world uh, where they can find you on social media and where they can uh, get their get their ears on your music. Yeah, uh, well, my social media is all the same. It is just Davis, D-A-V-I-S, Mallory, M-A-L-L-O-R-Y. And um, I'm also on YouTube and SoundCloud and TikTok and everything else that you can think of with that name. And uh, I just had a song break a million streams. And so I put a music video out for it last week. The song is called Without You, I Feel Good. So if you're checking my music out, go check the video out for that. It's my latest release. Without you, I feel good. I wrote that about a breakup, or actually it was about a guy that ghosted me. We went on like one date. He was super serious, and then he ghosted me, and I never understood why. Found out later on he was going through an addiction process and was oh. had relapsed. And his uh, his therapist or his you know sponsor told him it was too early to date. So it wasn't really about me, but I didn't understand at the time what was happening. And I wrote this song about it. Get over it. <laughs> Get over it. So, and it's doing really well for me. It's my most streamed song. So I gave it a video this, this summer to kind of celebrate it. So I'm going to check that out as soon as we are done. Um, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thank you so much uh, for being here today. Uh, as as someone who who is a fan of you, uh, this to to get that email that said, "Hey, yeah, I'll come on your show," was it? It, it has made my entire week. So thank you so uh-huh. much. Well, I'm excited for this to come out and listen to the other people you interview, and good luck with the whole project. So thank you for putting me on in the mix. Love this podcast? Consider supporting this show. You decide how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Visit the link in the episode description to support now.